We are live. We are live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a very special daytime episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. I'm not, I'm not even going to be a host here. I'm just a fan. <laughs> 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 I am like, in my element, so yes. So I'm very happy today, as Sam pointed <laughs> out. Um, we are going to try and do this a few more times Um going forward as well because i know we've got the main episode that we do every sunday mm-hmm. but it'd be nice just to throw in a, an odd review or chat just just to kill some time and just have a bit of a laugh it's been a while since me and sam's done this together now been a long time like this is this is a hostful episode mm. today yes. and yes. paul has got his wish his <laughs> wish came true he's finally talking about the goodies yes it's on them <laughs> things like say i try to be play fair and let the group decide and and stuff like that but the group kept on letting us down even though <laughs> for some reason they voted the goonies the favorite film of the nerdy up north community for this year but still won't let us review it so yes <laughs> so he decided do you know what i i actually run this show so i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> Yes, but like I say, Sam will get a choice as well. But Sam's getting her wish. Uh, the next big review we do with a few people will be doing uh, The Exorcist. So we're going to go all spooky and scary soon. Um, Sam's going to wear, well, not wear makeup and come as uh, <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> Stresses me so. I, you know, I think I'm a bit of a... Um, oh, no, I didn't. I was trying to think, did I have this T-shirt on on Sunday? I didn't. I didn't. It's no. okay. <laughs> It's okay. But I thought I'd wear my next review t-shirt just so everyone knows that the Exorcist won. I actually got my way. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, like I say, Sam gets away more than anyone else, so that's fine. Very true. <laughs> very true. It is very true. So I'm going to get the, the crap bit out of the way with and just do the disclaimer and then we're going to crack in with why Paul loves the Goonies. That's what the, that's what the episode's called today. Why Paul loves the Goonies. <laughs> Why not? How can you not love what is perfection? (laughs) (laughs) So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone, especially Paul's. If you want to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in our Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandom, so keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. To be fair, we don't need a disclaimer for this episode because if anyone thinks the Goonies is crap, they can get out. They can get out. They get in the seat. And I am going to make, with it being a daytime episode as well, I am going to try and make a concerted effort to watch my language and try and behave myself a little bit. Uh, So please do feel free to, in the chat, to tell us off every time I do uh, swear. Um, But I will try and think. But I am very excited. I'm a little bit nervous as well because I have bigged this up quite a much and portrayed myself as. as a, I'm not going to say a Goonie fan, as an actual Goonie. So uh, we'll go from the start. Yourself, but you've just put yourself in that group. Like, yes. I was there. I was there. I was a Goonie. <laughs> if you look in the background, I was there waving with my pizza box and everything, yes. So to so start us off now, this movie came out in 1985. Yes, we are that old. And I can remember watching this as a kid. I know we've basically touched on it in previous episodes many many moons ago uh on why i love this movie and like the meanings by it but for me this was how i grew up this is Mm -hmm. what uh, i did i was sat in front of the tv watching the 80s movies and 
I destroyed every VHS I had of the Goonies because it was just had to be on overall. I was always um, I, I was amazed when I did watch the DVD version when it finally came out in DVD and found out how much of the Goonies was actually cut out in the TV. Uh, there's a lot of things that you don't expect, and when you hear uh, like say chunks swear for the first time, it it blows your mind, and you think Goonies don't swear. It, like I said, that that's nothing, but there is a lot of banned language in the Goonies, which again surprises you quite a lot. But yes, I am. Uh, like a Goonie, until uh, I die. Uh, even though Goonies don't say it, uh, never say I die. But yes, so Sam, um, before I start gushing and yeah. uh, running away with it here, uh, <laughs> how did you get introduced to the Goonies? Were you an early one or were you a late oh, bloomer? No, definitely an early one. I, I can't say when I saw it. Um, to know it came out in 1985 blows my mind, though. That's the year Ant was born. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Um, no, I just, I, it's, it's just always been there. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't pinpoint of when I saw it. But Goonies and anything to do with like children having adventures, like Stand by Me, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, and I can't. But I would take that into my real life and mm-hmm. force my friends into doing stuff that they, <laughs> that you would expect like the Goonies to do. <laughs> Because I wanted to live that life. Like, it yeah. looks so much fun. Mm-hmm. I've always had, I've always in my life had a big group of friends. Mm-hmm. And I've always forced them to do stuff that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I, and my nickname is absolutely apt mind. I am mouth. I can talk a glass eye to sleep. I have <laughs> random stupid facts. And mouth has some of the best lines in the Goonies which I probably will quote at some point during this thing. <laughs> that was the thing, though. It is one of one of the quotable movies of of this time. Yeah. Well, like I say, if you look back at all the 80s films, they all had big things, but sound bites like um, from Data saying $50 bill, um, like say, hey, you guys from Sloth, uh, the Truffle Shuffle, which, again, if I'm feeling brave, you might say it later. Um, they are saying that if you swear, you've got to do it. So. Right, is, is that the penance? That's the uh, penance, yeah. Right. If, you, if you swear, you've got to do the Truffle Shuffle. Right. Um, the best one is the one that got cut from ITV all the time is It's a Stiff. <laughs> By a chunk, and yeah. I lost my mind when I finally heard because ITV used to cut that to shreds. Like mm-hmm. they they really cut and edited that so badly. So when you watch it on like VHS or on DVD, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was mind blowing to hear Chunk shouting, "It's a stiff." <laughs> <laughs> there always was that type of humor with with the Goonies as well. As a lot with the eighties films, they always did bring put the stuff in for the adults, which they don't do as much these days. Um, I think that might be like quite the appeal because there's the, there's the commentary or the jokes for the kids, there's the jokes for the adults, and there's jokes mm-hmm. for the teenagers. So it, it really was what the classed as a family film. It was like little winks and nods mm-hmm. where, like, see your mum and dad would have laughed, where you were going, "What are you laughing at?" And it just didn't make sense. And you'd be like, I, and then you start laughing along with them, and you're like, "I don't know what I'm laughing at." Like, <laughs> don't get it. It is one of these films that when you go back as an adult, you realise how much you didn't get. Yes, yes. 
and you like you didn't get most of the jokes but as an adult you're like holy shit oh that's all i didn't I'm... have that, I didn't have that. <laughs> no it's fine you don't have to do the truffle shuffle but that would have been interesting <laughs> thank god <laughs> um but yeah like see the elements in there like as you said it's adventure there's friendships there's mm-hmm. like say um even like the imagination and that, like one point i wanted to start on as well is the cast now if you look back at who's in this and who was involved with this i know like say the, the director was um which was richard donner which again how many perfect 80s films or even 90s films did he make mm-hmm. uh steven spielberg uh wrote the story so it was a spielberg film in mm-hmm. essence and you can tell because it's got his fingerprints all over this movie if you're ever going to think yeah. like a Elements of Indiana Jones and aspects like all that is in this film. And we got the ultimate adventurer, uh, Sean Astin, who later went on and saved the show and helped, uh, like, say... He's my hero. <laughs> helped save uh, Middle Earth. Um, he did? The... Single-handedly. <laughs> Carried Frodo all the way. And, he literally did. And we got the ultimate bad guy in the Marvel Universe, Josh Brolin, who, was, who was Cable and Thanos. Uh, as a very young, um, I can see Brandon in this one, um, but and you go back through of like eighties players as well, like the guy who um, I'm trying to think of the actor now. I'll try and pronounce a K. Hogan Kwan who, who played Data. Yeah, uh, absolutely mesmerizing, like in Indiana Jones as well uh, as um, Short Round. Uh, Corey Feldman of like say of eighties fame. Like how like, many eighties films was he in? You um, can't have an eighties children's film without Corey Feldman being in it. I think that's just rule of thumb. I don't yes. think you can. I don't think it works without him. He really mm-hmm. does bring such a an a feel to what he does. He was he was just so good at what he did. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I think with this as well, it still has. A legacy in mm-hmm. a lot of the what we get today, like we wouldn't have Stranger Things if nope. it wasn't for the Goonies. Um, and we wouldn't have like say, that type of commodity. And it, it, it's interesting to see, like, because I know we're probably going to do a Stranger Things episode later down the line. Definitely. <laughs> so I don't want to go too too in depth, but to see like that friendship group grow, and it would have been mm-hmm. interesting to see. Like, I know we only got the one film, and please do not give us no. a second second or a remake because even, even though I wouldn't mind more stories of the Goonies I kind of that's one of the things I probably did miss as a kid I would have wanted to see what happened next like more tales or even a prequel to say like how they become friends and stuff yeah that would have been interesting back too. then would have been interesting but I'm yes. not interested in knowing what a 50 odd year old mouth's doing right now like because I don't I think it'll be really sad like mm-hmm. I think we, I, I think our illusions will be completely broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, there was something I was going. Oh, that we're talking about cast. Um, my favorite character in this is actually Martha Plimpton. Right. I absolutely a big eighties star. She was in yeah, quite a lot of things. I absolutely adore Martha Plimpton so much. I've mm-hmm. got a newfound love for her when she did um, Raising Hope. Right. Okay. Absolutely love her, and uh, she plays Steph, doesn't she? Is that her name? Yes, Steph in the in yeah. This, um... And she was edgy, and she was cocky, and she was <laughs> confident, and I absolutely love Martha Plimpton's character. Is one of my favorites, especially if I'm identifying girl wise. Mm-hmm. Like she was absolutely, and it's lovely that we have a group of boys, but you also had elements of girls in there. You had your girly girl mm-hmm. yeah. who she was kind of hard, like she yeah, as Andy. She, yeah, um, I think this is like her only credit as well. 
I don't believe she did any more films after this. Yeah, I'm not sure. She was Carrie Green, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of her name. Curry, Curry. I think. Let's have a look. Ah, yeah, Carrie Green. I don't yeah. know what she did afterwards. But... I don't think she did anything. You know, I think this is that only credit. And if this is your only credit on your on your resume, <laughs> like you've done really well. Yeah. Um, but Martha Plimpton, I just, I love her. I love her so much, and I love her in this film. Like, even when I, the last time I watched it was last year, right. And I hadn't watched it in years. And I was like, proper, like, big smile on my face. I could mm. not take it off. It's like, it is one of those films that. It I hits know, you with it, nostalgia. Uh, yes. like it's like, it's not just like, say, tapping you on the shoulder. It hits you with a baseball bat yeah. in the face. You're like, it, what you were saying about Stranger Things is the reason we probably love it more than what we do is because of the nostalgia aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And, uh-huh. I just love it. I yes. do. But. Like say, as you said with the cast, like I think um what's in Martha Plinton I loved her in Parenthood with uh, mm. Steve Martin and uh Keanu Reeves. Reeves in that as well, and a young whacking Phoenix, wasn't it? It was he played Gary. He's yeah. very unrecognizable. The really unrecognizable. The only way you can hear him is in certain it's when he gets angry mm-hmm. that you can hear Joaquin Phoenix, but other than that, just to look at him, you would not know that's Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, definitely. And like I say, when you go through as well, as soon as you think about the Goonies, I know we had a plane at the start, the Cindy Lauper uh, track just instantly comes in. Just comes in and Sam got to enjoy me singing and dancing along for a while. That wasn't in line. So, uh, so I've sorry, never seen him so excited before an episode. <laughs> this one really is like his golden child. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I've told this story many many a times and I love telling it uh, over and over again and I'll continue telling it just because I think it's quite relevant and prompt, like poignant mm-hmm. to what we did and how we got this started as well because to be honest if, if there wasn't any Goonies there wouldn't be a Nerdy Up North that's I know I joke about it a lot but um, I know like say I think I've talked about it in previous episodes on the podcast if it wasn't for Judy Randall um, posting like say a Facebook post of introducing two kids a little boy uh, Niall and Martha um, Niall who we've had on the the show as well on the wrestling episode Niall came and joined us yes uh, and she basically held off showing them the Goonies, thinking it might be a little bit too scary because there was elements that, like, say, it was quite scary for kids. Like, I remember being scared as a, as a child, but she watched it with them and got and what she did as well, not just sat there. Um, she bought Niall a Superman t shirt, and um, so he kind of, oh, well, again, a Superman t shirt for the Goonies, but all that was to be revealed and and photographed their reactions, had them like when they were hiding, like, in the scary bits, like Martha was hiding behind a pillow, um, and then when. Sloth uh, ripped his t-shirt, ripped his shirt off, and revealed his Superman t-shirt. He, he was jumping up with excitement because he shared the same shirt as him, and just seeing that joy that that film brought to, mm-hmm. like, say, the two little ones, and they got to experience that. It was almost like they were watching the Goonies for the first time. That just made like I thought this needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. This conversation, people aren't having these type of conversations as much these days. I know we used to when we were in the pub, but this was during lockdown when we couldn't get, get into the mm-hmm. pub. And you don't realise, like, even like something as small as the Goonies could bring friendships or uh, initiate conversation that you don't realise. And someone that you might not have anything in common with, like, look-wise, you could be completely opposite. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about the Goonies, 
and you can both smile and have the same yeah. conversation and go back to that place. And that's magical. And I wish I could bottle it because yes. I would fucking sell it. Oh, yeah. there's oh. one. Sorry. One. Oh, he did it. Um, I said 10 minutes. At the beginning of the show, I said it'll take you 10 minutes. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. Like, look at what, from from you having that experience, look at what it's brought us. Like, I didn't, up until last year, I didn't know Charlotte or Jake or Donna existed. Mm-hmm. Or Laura the Pop Queen. Yes, or Laura or, Ke- like, Kelly. <laughs> I knew Grant. <laughs> Kev. Like, I just... Mm. It's it's ama- it amazes us that the Goonies has brought us to where we are. Like we've been, we've known each other for twenty something years. Too long. Too fucking long. <laughs> but we didn't we didn't really speak to each other. I mean, I, I know your wife, your good lady wife, been mm-hmm. friends with her for years. But it's not like we spoke to each other. No. Random comments on Facebook, and that was about it. No, no, we can't, can't get, get rid of you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just I would say universally loved. That's probably the best way I can describe it. And it's mm-hmm. just so much fun. That's like I say from like as you said, the quotable bits, the comedy elements, the friendship elements, even when they get angry at each other, it's still friends. And like I say, everything about it is just kind of like pure. Yeah. Um I've just and, had an idea. Just had right. an idea. Why yeah. don't we start from the beginning mm-hmm. and talk about each section until we get to the end? Okay, we'll try. You've got, the, I, you haven't got, you've got the three o'clock, so I can. We can do it until three. It, it's not really that long of a film, but I just think if you're going to talk about it, let's just let's talk about it. Let's go from beginning to end. Let's right. talk about the the best and good parts of the the film in its runtime. Mm-hmm. No, like I say, it, it's clever the way it starts as well. Like say when you see the like you hear the. Like the jail, in the, when they're in the jail, yeah. and, the, and the officers go in there. Yep. Yeah, and you, you, like the, the officer saying, "Oh, come get your food, or you don't want to eat and stuff like that," and say everyone leave. And, and it starts like with a quite a horrific picture, like say, especially for a young child, seeing a, a grown man hanging in a cell is not what you would expect like a, a kid's adventure film to start with, but it's cleverly done with a note yeah. that says, if you thought, uh, to who it may concern, I believe it says at the front, um, if you think I'm stupid enough to kill myself, uh, then then he looks up and you see him smiling. I don't know how much was that in, was in the original like TV cut. Probably, it probably wasn't. It's <laughs> ITV. They wouldn't even say a stiff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so probably not. Um it's the it's the breakout of the Patelli. Am I yep, saying that right? Patelli yeah. Patel- brothers. Um mm-hmm. or brother, because one of them's already out. And the other one is him. Oh well, gosh, have you got the little cast list up there? Uh, there What's was Joe Pantalino that played Francis. Him, uh, Francis. And Robert Davini who played Jake. The guy who plays Francis has, again, one of the best quotes in. And I'll, when we get to that point, I'll probably do it. Um, but he is also in The Matrix. Like, he's in all sorts. He's in one of my favourite films, The Fugitive, <laughs> that I discovered last year. <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think Joe Pantolini, like, he's one of them proverbial characters that's always around. Like, yeah. you, you'll know his face from any film. It's his voice. Yes. It's that, it's that voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the amazing Anne Ramsey as uh, oh. Ma- Mama Fratelli. Um, again, she gives so much to a simple role, and for a, like 
an older lady that was playing that role, she is terrifying. Who had cancer while she was doing that film. Right. She Didn't was really, really poorly with cancer. And this, there's like, they were talk, I was, I've watched so many interviews um, about her because she's so fascinating. Like for all she played, this mean, horrible woman, she mm-hmm. was like, she made sure she was the nicest she possibly could be to every single kid. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she hated the idea that they were scared of her. Yeah. She's <laughs> just a lovely, lovely woman, but she was poorly while she was doing that oh. film. But it does not no. show in the slightest. No, definitely not. But this is where the like the film shows its intelligence as well, because a lot of um, films of this type of ilk kind of try and gives each kid a backstory, mm-hmm. or like so that you find out more. But in the getaway scene with the car going through, like say the the goondocks. Um, basically, um, you get introduced to each member of the mm-hmm. Goonies in a way, and they're doing yeah. it in a way where you kind of get a a taste of the character. Mm-hmm. Like you get Andy doing uh, the cheerleading, you get um, Steph doing something with the crab in a bucket, getting yeah. crab, <laughs> and Data's doing the double or negative thing where he's shooting, uh, shooting his uh, little <laughs> thing and he's getting pulled across the street. Yes, in the bin. <laughs> I love the noise that that makes as well. I've got a thing about noises and that one is where it hits it and he, his feet shuffle mm-hmm. across the floor, but it's like a squeak. I love yeah. that noise. <laughs> um, he chunks it in the... Dom- was it Domino's or Pizza Hut? Um, it, it was, was in the- some fast food restaurant because he like he goes up against the window and like his pizzas like slide. <laughs> and um, oh and he and he gets the back pressed up against the window because you know he's just the most like say the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. He has to know everything and has to be in everything. And he he's like he's me he's me mum at a, on, on the window when anyone walks past the street. I don't know if anyone else's mum like say. Oh, and <laughs> my father-in-law is notorious for it. <laughs> so anyone walks up the street, she's at the window going, "Oh, where's he going?" Just want to be in everyone's business, and that was chunk. And that was that was like saying the you first want, time you, you want your you want your mum and dad to watch this. <laughs> um, but that was the first like end of like say when they had the first edits because I think on the TV they had chunk saying damn. But in the actual proper one, he was he said the S word. Um, and then we got introduced to Mouth, who was helping his dad do yeah. the, the plumbing. It was the plumbing, that was it. And then he ends up getting squirted in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then you get to, like I say, the, the house where Mikey and Brand's um, sitting in. And I always got mesmerised as well, because as, as what I used to love as a kid... Uh, especially like, say when it comes to like toys or like artifacts mm-hmm. is when I saw something in a movie that I had so oh I love feelings like that <laughs> so when Mikey's in the room and he's got his little inhaler you see this like light up skull uh-huh I had that and I used to I had it for Halloween one year working around so I was like excited to say that that's oh. why I thought I could have been in the Goonies because I had a, had like the same things as Mikey had um and Brandon and Brand's doing uh, the whole press ups on the on the workbench and Mike tries to show his uh strength. But that's one of the things I loved about the dynamics between uh the Goonies because it did feel like a proper uh, brother because not all yeah. brothers are lovely and like saying oh I'm gonna do this for my brother. It was kind of like they were a bit arsehole to each yeah. other as well. They were, so. they were dickish to each other. <laughs> yeah. But you are right it is an incredible way to introduce characters with no dialogue Mm-hmm. Just music going on yep. while there's you've got simultaneously you've got a car like a police car chase happening while you're getting introduced to your main cast. 
Mm. With and you, you get a feel for them straight away. Straight away, you know who them people are. We don't have to do a full half an hour of dialogue to find out who these people are. Mm-hmm. It is. Re- I didn't even think of it that way. That's really clever. Yeah, and like I say, it's one of them things that when you watch as a kid, you don't really understand. You just think, "Yeah, this no, is fun. God, no. Uh, and when you watch it as an adult, you kind of get it a bit more. You get that's really, really clever writing. Really and, clever. Um, and again, when you think about the people that are involved, you're like, yeah, it makes complete sense why this was happening. And then we get to the plot point, like um, Mike's, Mike, he's kind of scared about losing, like I say, his friendships, losing, like I say, the, the house he's grown up in. And we all go through that type of fear when, like I say, it's it's change. And when you move, like I say, I was one of the kids who, who did move a few times, like from, like, not from city to city, but like different parts of Sunderland. Mm-hmm. So, but going to a different school, it is quite daunting and making new friends, especially yeah. if you've got friends as close as this. And and as as you said, um, when I grew up in a like say if people of the podcast on off familiar or Sunderland, I grew up in a place called Ryup, which is a little old mining village, and it's covered by like say farmers' fields and uh, there's like Danes and stuff like that. So when we were kids, we used to go looking for uh, rich stuff at uh, one-eyed Willie's treasure and stuff in the yes. Danes. Uh, obviously not the most safest places to go. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm exactly the same. I come from Shiny Row, which is, um, it's within, like, McKillen will always tell us it's within Sunderland, but even though it has DH postcode, but that's another story. Um, but mine is, mine again is a mining village. It's not exactly covered with fields, but it is covered with old coal mines that got shut down in the 70s and 80s and where my mom lives right now used to be a huge field and at the back of it was the coal pit mm-hmm. and there was nobody there yes and then and that's what we did <laughs> yeah, there's a few times i used to get shot at by the, the farmer when they used to use a salt and pepper gun out here as well so if you ever got hit by them they did not come in so <laughs> um, but yes You're doing well but um I can say that sense of adventure, like say as a kid, you kind of grow up a little bit. You kind of wish you still had that element to yourself. Always. Um, Always wish that- I had that like magic spark that I used to, like, the imagination that I used to have as a kid. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I could write like mm-hmm. book after book if I had my, the imagination I had as a child. Oh, definitely. Uh, Jake's just asking the chap if we ever found anything on these adventures, but no, I found a, a few swings and a burnt out cars, but that was about it. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> I'm from Shiny, so condoms, we use condoms. I <laughs> know, <laughs> like, we had like the, the, the mining, the mining pit was literally like, it was just coal upon coal of hills of coal and that. But we also have um, what's called the gill. Mm. that is a i want to say a stream but i'm saying mm. it in the loosest sense possible because it's probably just toxic waste ground um, and we had a sewage plant or something <laughs> well we've got northern beer water like right next to us so I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if it was um but yeah we had the gale and that runs right the way through shiny and mm. oh, like this is why i had no issue in taking the vaccine i've drank out of that before i've fallen in that <laughs> many times before um and so i have no like but didn't really find any. It was just rubbish, mate. Just a lot of rubbish. <laughs> True. But um. But in my head, I found all sorts. <laughs> yes. No, that's, that was the thing. It, was, it wasn't about what you found. It was about going on the adventure to find it. That was always the fun element. Uh, and this that's what this film is, basically, in essence. It's not about finding the treasure, which they end up doing. It's about the adventure they go on. But 
this is when, like I say, the film starts getting a bit interesting as well as when you start getting the interaction between the characters. Because then um, you hear the, the doorbell go, and oh, is it, it's not a doorbell, it's a knock on the door. And they go down the stairs, and that's when we introduce the mouth fully, uh, like Colin yeah. Feldman's character. And we find out why his character is going to be one of our favourite characters throughout this movie, because yeah. he, he is so quotable. And um, like I said, his interaction with Brand as well when he's on the chair, he's good when he's talking about saying we should have been cruising the coast going down the road but no <laughs> someone had to go and fail his driving test and, and blow it blow it all and you take the same take a swing from as well and like say but wouldn't you think in that moment in that time that they were brothers yes <laughs> well that's what the thing it was kind of like all of them were family like Bran, Bran was like the big brother of them all but in that in that very moment you could tell that Mike and Mouth were best best friends like yes. out of all the group them they two were the bestest of friends mm-hmm. and that's why I always thought Bran came across as very big brotherish in that moment and mm-hmm. how like they're relying on him to like pass <laughs> his driving tests <laughs> when he should have his own friends to take away <laughs> not his kid brothers <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though if I had friends like that I would still want to kick about them because like I say the, the other adults in that same, same seem to be like proper douchebags as well um, it was a proper like posh area shall we say um, but we'll come to that in a little bit later um, and then we get one of the most memorable scenes as well just before the, the most memorable scene is <laughs> when um, we hear the door going and they're sitting there and Chunks trying to get in <laughs> and, it, and, and it gets busy and alarmed and mouse get just do it and uh, for everyone watching i do apologize i am going to do it so and he gets he goes <laughs> there you got the truffle shop guys <laughs> I was... well done that's gonna yeah. be on tiktok later <laughs> well done <laughs> Yes. I'm going to wait for the chat to blow up in a second. Um, it's not just the truffle shuffle. It's the moment afterwards with yes, the gadget to open the gate. Yes, like, yes. how many mouse traps did you set up to try and do that? <laughs> when you think about it, when you watch it back now, it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Walk down and open the gate. <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of like one and done type thing where, like I said, you set the bowling ball off. Like, see, you're not going to have any more bowling balls to open the gate. No. Um, you also, like, see, you've got to refit a balloon. So yes. that, that can't just be replaced. The, the chicken's never always going to lay an egg um, all the time. Yep. That confused the hell out of me. It was good. So you just have to go up and scare a chicken for it to, <laughs> to get a, an egg there. But. <laughs> Donna's cheering you on. Oh, so is Jake. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you pleased the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Goodwill better build, still be here, you mind. <laughs> right, if he misses out, he misses out. Like I said, it's, it's a one-time thing. That's not getting repeated. <laughs> you are playing Ghost tomorrow night. Yeah. You might be able to talk you into that. <laughs> um, but no, that scene is... The Truffle Shuffle is it's special. It's hilarious. Mm. Like kids, kids watching it, you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did read that it was meant to be ad-libbed as well. Yeah. That it wasn't planned. It was something that uh, it kind of wasn't meant to happen that way. No. But um, it just, like, <laughs> it's, it's it's a strange one because poor Chunk, he is being bullied. 
and we all kind of bullied them because we're cheering along. But by the end of it, we are cheering with them. So <laughs> yeah, I'd, I've never with them with with Chunk. I never laughed at him. I was laughing with him. He was he he's he was his funniness mm-hmm. was his charm. Yeah, and that's what I absolutely loved about him. I'm not someone who I really am not someone who looks at a size and finds it like a, a way to poke fun at them. Um, he was to me just an ordinary kid who mm-hmm. used the his funniness as like a, almost a defense mechanism, but it worked in his favor. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I'm just looking for something. I just want to make sure I'm not making this up. But there is um, Josh Gad did a reunion. Yes, with the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was mentioned on there about the fact that Truffle Shuffle was mm-hmm. ad-libbed. I mean, the guy who played Chunk is like a massive uh, Hollywood attorney now. Like. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Corden, I think. Yeah. Um, but he was the one that, that basically sent down all the press tours because um, mm-hmm. his personality on the movie was his personality in real life as well. It's no different when you're watching yeah. the Reunite Mm-hmm. thing he is no different than chunk was as a kid if you want to know what chunk did as an adult and became a hollywood attorney mm-hmm. that's what he did because he is absolutely the same person yeah but it's just like that all them different elements so and then as you said from that we led into uh data's big entrance and we zip lined in <laughs> did it did it did it did it double old negative he's good no Good double negative, and you can see he's taken into heart as well. Bless him, and they're, <laughs> and they're not over the, the, the Michelangelo uh, statue, and which um, never got shown on ITV. <laughs> <laughs> but I always got confused as well because like, when I watched it as a kid, there was loads of bits all over the floor. I was like, "Why is there loads of bits that didn't didn't smash?" Then he realised it was the crisp. It's the crisps. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, chunk out of you, damn my that. OCD in me just wants to go up and pick all them crisps up." And <laughs> I hate the fact that I can see them. But as the characters come in, you then get introduced to his mama. Yes, and his mama is Mary Trainer. Mm-hmm. Is it Mary comes- Trainer who was the wife of Robert Zemeckis? Oh, and right. The Hollywood thing is, is the only reason that she ever got work for, because she always played little small time parts, mm-hmm. was because she was the wife of Robert Zemeckis. Oh, all right, because she was in I, a Lethal Weapon as well, wasn't she? Anything to do with Robert Zemeckis and his friends, mm-hmm. she was a part of, and Richard Donner and Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. very good friends of his. Uh, yeah, it was a Hollywood thing that she only ever got work because of who her husband was. <laughs> and it's so sad because she is such a good mom. Like she was so good in this. Yes. Like, she she had she had this level of um anxiety about her that mm. I can totally understand as an adult, but was annoyed by as a child. The interaction with the kids as well, when like she's called uh, Chunk by his proper name, saying you better clean up that mess, and and he's like telling call him Brandon. He's like, it's Brand Mom. It's the fact that she can't speak properly either. No, <laughs> she stutters quite a bit through our words, and then she just ends up. It's the we're cleaning up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but the maid as well. Um. Oh my gosh, who's the maid? The one who mouth. Now this is another bit that ITV like to cut out. They didn't like to show you what Mouth was actually saying to mm. the maid while he was speaking Spanish to Oh, her. no. That was the thing that was cut out on TV. And when you saw it on DVD, you were like, holy shit. 
Holy moly! <laughs> what are you saying about the, sec- the, sec- the, the first bit was about hiding, uh, have the marijuana in the top, the heroin mm-hmm. in the second, and the cocaine in the in the in the end drug. Remember to separate your drugs, and yep. then <laughs> one, um, when you were in the loft, it was basically. Um, that's where the sex dungeon is. You're not to go on there. Only the naughty people go up there. So only that's, um, but that's like I said, and I said, where the hell does this come from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I remember watching it for the first time that wasn't on telly and I was absolutely blown. I was like, what? <laughs> Heroin and marijuana? <laughs> like, but I face though, it's just so funny. I know that. The actress, um, I don't know if you know her. She's she's um, she passed away not long ago, actually. Um, she was. If anyone loves the movie Selena, like mm. I do, with Jennifer Lopez, she played um, the woman who killed her. And I can't think of her name at the moment, but she was a hell of an actress. Right. No, but it was just her, as you said, her reactions to mouth, and he never overplays it as well because you would expect like a kid to be laughing away, but he like, keeps a serious face. But they never really kind of like. That's just the end of that joke. It's you kind of... think, and you're thinking though, while you're watching the ITV version, he is actually repeating back what <laughs> yes. the man's saying. <laughs> and so that... when you see the actual words of what he's saying, mm. brilliant, absolutely I think, genius. I think the ITV one used to say uh, speaks in Spanish. That's all he used to say. Speaks yeah, in learn, <laughs> le- you learn Spanish and you'll know what he's saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, and then you get the immortal lines in, um, like, um, oh, you clutch, you put it up the wrong way. That's my mom's favourite piece. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you in it. You'll be pissing, we'll be all pissing in your, each other's faces if you did it that way. <laughs> but after we've, so we've, we've introduced the whole gang, mom, maid, um, we then get introduced to what would essentially be the bad guy of the film. Is it Roy's dad? Um, Troy, Troy's dad. Not quite yet, because they're going no? to the loft. They're going to the loft first, I believe. Then, they're going afterwards. I'm not sure because I'm. I'm could be around about, around about the time. Yeah, we do get somewhere in the time frame of them going in the loft. You do get introduced to Troy's dad because that's where the adventure starts. Is mm-hmm. after they find out that the house is on foreclosure, it's yeah. going to be ripped down. And that's where they get the idea that maybe one-eyed Willie's Good treasure is real. The rich stuff. But um, when they go in the loft as well, and they're playing with all the stuff, because oh, you find out... Paul, they... someone's already clipped it. I'm not first. That's fine. <laughs> revenge. I'll, I'll always get revenge as well. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, what, like the aspect when they go in the loft, that's when you find out his father's uh, like a museum curator. And yes. they start telling about the, the like the interest, and then you hear about like Chester Cottlepot and what a uh, name, Chester what Cottlepot. a name! I love that name. There was a rumor, and again, I don't know if it was just like fan made that they were thinking about a different person that was going to be uh, instead of Chester Cottlepot, oh. but that uh, that there was going to have Indiana like Indy. I was get the minute you said the dad being an art like a museum career, I was thinking in my head, e, imagine if him and Indiana Jones were friends, and I was like, no, because Indiana Jones is like from the fifties, isn't it? It's it's set in the forties and fifties, so yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he still could be alive. Mm-hmm. I probably was going to say him in the, like say in the next one that's coming out uh, around about this time period, but um, yeah, 
because it was supposed to be a long time ago that uh, Chester Cotterback did go missing. Mm-hmm. But I heard a rumour that they were trying to do Indiana Jones as the as the explorer that went missing. Oh. <laughs> that one is going to be... So technically, if they, over. if they did that, the Goonies and Indiana Jones would have been in the same, same universe. I think they are anyway, because it's Spielberg. Possibly. I think, possibly. I think Spielberg has a lot of his... Um, his writings are meshed up like Stephen King does. Stephen King's works are all within the same universe. I think Steven Spielberg's exactly the same. So I do believe at some point mm-hmm. they could, the, who's to say the Goonies aren't in the new Indiana Jones film? True, that would be awesome. But um, one thing I did, because I'm one of those side people, like I love the Goonies that much, I did watch the, the commentary uh, version when it first that came out. That is not sad, my friend. <laughs> that is just good watching. And the cast will really, and like all the stuff that the director and uh, like Donald, Richard Donnelly used to scream at them all the way through. Um, this is the first point that like I'll probably spoil the film for most people now. You'll notice it. Um, when they were doing certain scenes, like looking at things or looking through telescopes or looking at maps, he kept on screaming, bigger eyes. So all you see is them at the same time, but like looking and the eyes opening up at the same time, like, <laughs> like having eyes of wonderment. So um, that was supposed to be the big uh, direction that Richard Donner kept on giving the kids, make your eyes bigger. So when you watch it again, you'll notice like Chunk and, and like Mikey, uh, like Sean Aston um, and like Mouth, eyes just constantly getting wider and like in awe and stuff when they're reading and, and things. But this is probably one of the first parts of the Goonie that did actually get us a little bit scared when they're in the loft. The, yeah, because it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much stuff in there. I don't have a, a loft, or I did. It had a Christmas tree in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like there's nothing in there. This was it was it was spooky because he didn't know what was going to happen. Yes, and then you heard the music, and they got like say a <laughs> ch- chunk to smash the map, which was done brilliantly. Like say just by holding it and having Mikey count down how many how long it was going to take for him to smash it. And then... <laughs> it's like you were swearing. <laughs> and five, four. Three, two, one. Yes, I'm not going to play your dirty little games. But yes, um, and then, like I say, when they all gather around the map after the, like getting off the kid, hey, it's all in Spanish. Ma- ma- uh, mouth translate this, and you hear the, the words. I've got it up in front of us because again, I just love how it sounds as well. It's, it's, Can you do it in his voice? I'll tr- I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Ye intruders, beware! <laughs> Crushing death. And grief soaked with blood of the trespassing thief. Wow! <laughs> but that was amazing. <laughs> that really sounded like him. Well, yeah. When you listen to Buck, when you're watching it, there, it, you do get like chills. Yeah, think, well, I got think, chills there. Because <laughs> you, you actually think you could, oh crap! The, if they do go on this adventure. It's going to be like say, quite dangerous because. But you just why... think to yourself also, would they really go on this adventure? Like, like other than daft, would they do it? But that's where the film kind of like forks out. Like, say, there's two different ways it could have went. Like, again, this is why I love it. It's it's because it's got the childhood imagination. Where if adults found that, oh, they, yeah. would, they, they would have just went ah. Oh, Okay. Go go along with go the round. Try and pay the bills. Can't pay the bills. Foreclose. Move on to the different town. That that's the sensible approach. Not but these this, kids. But the, these kids, they had the child childhood wonderment and think right. 
we've got a treasure map, we've got evidence, potentially we could do this. And this is where it kind of, like, when I look at it now, it it amazes me because, in theory, when you look at the group, Brand should be the leader because he's all the kid, all the brother. He's like the biggest. He's the most knowledgeable, but he's not because Mikey is, and not because he's the smarter one, not because he's the bigger one, because he's the dreamer. Yeah, he's, he has yeah. that dream, and he goes right. This is what we could do, and fair enough. At the start, they're just basically playing along. It's to the others. It's just a game. Yeah, it's not taken seriously. Like Mikey knows in his head, this is this is what he wants to do. So there's nobody's going to stop him. And that tactical move he does on brand to get him tied mm. to that chair was genius. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, the whole cheesy part of like them like, pretending to talk. Yeah. Like, you can tell they're not saying a single word to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, this is what we're going to do. And then uh, you, t- you tie him up. And then even Mikey gets upset when mouth starts letting down his ties. He's like, he had to do 461, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, in lawnmowers. Lawnmowers lawn uh, to, to, to buy the thing. It's his favourite thing in the world. And he's getting the flash thing in the world. As again, Mark, <laughs> mouth, mouth being the smart ass he is. Uh, Sorry, uh, that line is brilliant. <laughs> the timing on it is absolutely great. Then you get Cindy Lauber's yeah. good enough playing on in the background as they're uh, riding through the street, which is something that I did. Mm-hmm. countless amount of times on my bmx as a kid yes, yes. and i always wanted one with a bit with a flag on as well i don't know why the, the flag was there oh, but, how, but it looked cool like see, yeah. I, I don't think it would be very comfortable if you ever fell off or hit 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 it but i think as i said with the flag it always had that like kind of look and they've done the overhead shot of them again riding through the this like the town and you see then you get introduced to mr walsh as going hi kids as he's putting out the flag for yeah. the, at the museum and that's when the adventure starts but the, the hilarity well the hilarity still continues when his mum and Rosie later comes back and you see him tied to the thing and the mum's just saying that telling them off for being tied up and Rosalita's just like oh god what have I got myself into dropping all yes. the things and kicking the things across Cause the now because now you realize what Mouth's actually told her is right in front of her <laughs> And you never got that as a kid, really. No, you didn't. You didn't quite understand it. But, oh, yes, that scene when his mum comes in and Rosalita's face, man. I'm not going to try and do the accent because I don't want to be going to them realms. But, uh, oh, no. <laughs> let's, let's not offend. <laughs> but uh, absolutely brilliant. Like, see, that's when, like, as I said, the adventure starts. Yeah. They start following the map. Um, like I said, they can count the pieces and they're using the key where the two rocks meet. Mm-hmm. And you think... This could be something in it. This could be there, and you can see the the belief is growing in Mikey yeah. as well. That that scene right there makes me think of home. Mm. When you're looking out um, to this, like it's the fields, it's the coldness. Mm-hmm. Like we live in the northeast of England, it's freezing here. Like yes. it's so cold. Um, it's it's even chucking it down now. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just imagine being like in a gosh in a, in a field somewhere you can feel that vibe you see like a, an old shack or a hut you get that that mm. vibe and especially that we live on the coast as well mm-hmm. like i don't know it just it felt like home mm-hmm. and then when they go into the diner like that's when it got scary again that waterman oh 
And then you get the, 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 the groups meet, the Vitelli family. Yes, like in the hall. And, and like, see, see, because Chunk initially doesn't want to go in. And then he looks in the RV and he's got bullet holes, RV. And you can see him bullet holes. <laughs> and he's got dead things. Dead, dead things, Mike. Dead things, dead things. Um, and they're sitting there and they get uh, Mikey uh, Mouth does the whole Peter Collette Bordellini, um, like saying, unfortunately, uh, nah. it's going to be served tongue. And then for some reason, squeezes their cheek and his tongue comes out. And it's like, so for all my childhood, I thought if someone squeezed my cheeks, my tongue would come out of my mouth. So I was like, no. <laughs> she went after that scene, she, she nearly broke down. She hated how hard that she had to. Mm. push on his face and then when he stuck his tongue out she got really worried <laughs> <laughs> but it really works with the scene like because mm. it, it's mouth like his expressions are brilliant he's cocky mm-hmm. yet that cockiness sure does fade away when she grabs a hold of his face <laughs> yes. um and then as you said we're introduced to the other shall we say the douchebag of the piece Troy in the car with uh, Andy oh, and Steph yes. um, and you see poor Brands driving down the street on uh, what little girl's been, bike yeah which must have been the most uncomfortable thing <gasps> to ever ride it probably would have been easier from his the... knees must have knocked him mm-hmm. yeah and I'm not even going to acknowledge Amanda now because she's annoying us <laughs> so... oh I haven't got the time open she's saying that Goody sucks so I'm not on her Amanda you can get off <laughs> Today's a special day. It's Paul's day. <laughs> well, yes. Um, and then Troy, like say, sends Brandon off to his certain doom. Like, I don't know how he survived the accident. Cause, cause... Yeah, because he just scans into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> just flies off. And you think, this is not going to end well. But um, then, as you said, when they get to the whole restaurant and stuff like that, the Brandon meets, meets the kids after we are introduced to um, the hero of the, the piece, shall we say, the hero of the film, Sloth, which is portrayed as a bit of a monster, which, again, in today's political society isn't, I would say, politically correct. But my argument to that would always be, it wasn't saying that every human being treats people that way or that way. It was just how bad this family was that a threat, a human being, doesn't matter what they look like, in a way that wasn't correct. It's- so it was kind of, Absolutely. There's the signs in there, and again comes from one of my favorite quotes of all time is the Francis Toupet one. Mm-hmm. They, they were a family. They're still mm-hmm. like for all that Sloth might have looked a bit different than the rest, they were still mm-hmm. a family. And that line where he says, We use the money to spend <laughs> sorry that we use the dental money to pay Francis's toupee. I don't wear a hairpiece. <laughs> one of my favorite lines of all time. I still, I still quote it today. <laughs> oh, like I say, the whole interaction between the Fratellis and stuff like that when they're in there and um, they're talking, like I say, in kind of broken Italian to each other to try and get the things. But then, as you said, they leave uh, the restaurant and wait wait out for the, the fratellis, fratellis to leave before mm-hmm. they can sneak back in. And the only reason Brandon lets, it, lets them do it is because he wants to spend a little time with Andy. Yeah, so... he's, he's, he's thinking about his D more than anything else in that <laughs> scenario. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's going, that he could potentially could be going on one of the biggest adventures of his life. He just mm. thinks he's going to get some. Yes. 
But and then, like I say, if we get a few of the jump scares, like the fish on the on the rake, is always like say a, a well timed piece. Yeah. But when they go downstairs and they're, they're hunting down and they're trying to find like the gateway, and Mikey's trying to smash everything up, nearly break his hands by hitting things with metal rods. But again, it's done in a way which is not. It's sim- simplified, but cleverly done. Where, yeah. fault, where Chunk, being the accident-prone person he is, he breaks the water bottle and they follow the water. And by doing that, they find the gateway into one one eye uh, Willie's rich stuff. Yeah, but we also lose Chunk at this point. Yes, because he, he thinks we use Tommy and gets all excited by the ice cream. And again, we're getting introduced to the stiff, which is the it's FBI. The stiff. There was rumours that that was... That that was real. <laughs> like because you know bit. Steven Spielberg has the whole thing with poltergeist and yeah. yeah people were like that was real. It's like, no, that is that is an actor. That person is very much alive. <laughs> very true. But that hole was so small as well. Would you have gone down there? Because I know I'd have been had a bit of trepidation. I know... Me now, nah. <laughs> nah. But me. Mm-hmm. As a kid, 100% made. I have no fear. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my biggest downfalls as a child. I generally had no fear. Yeah. I am the person who would walk down a dark alley with headphones in and think absolutely nothing of it. <laughs> Wouldn't do that now. <laughs> but, uh, that, yeah, so back as a kid, I would have done it. Yeah. And that's when, basically, it all started. And you hear, like, the the music and stuff starts playing, like, like say, the, the, that, that type of tune. Because you knew something... With Spielberg like having these fingers in, and especially Richard Donner, like I say, massively used music all the way through his career for, to emphasise points. Yeah. He knew that was going to be a bit special. And again, we do get the famous line as well: fifty dollar bill. When Dana fifty dollar bill, at the printing of a fifty dollar bill. <laughs> and he's getting, we're all going to go to jail. No, it's <laughs> getting all the scary parts and stuff. But then, as I said, they start going through. Uh, the tunnels and the booby the, the, was it the booby, booby traps? traps it's a booty trap no it's a, it's a booby, booby trap tra- that's what I said booby <laughs> traps um, I love the- how they correct these English as well but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter it's not that far off but they still correct these English even though it's perfect <laughs> that's what friends used to do it like, we still do it now like say when we're in the chat and stuff and we say something wrong we're tormenting each other like say, is it's just like the friendly banner where you could kind of get away <laughs> where it wouldn't be acceptable like in polite society just to walk up to them and say that oh no but if you, <laughs> if you know someone well enough and i think yeah. it was just a, a wind up technique yeah. on their behalf but mm. i did i always found these english very cute <laughs> but then throughout this you, you kind of got the elements of basically um I kind of think this is more Temple of Doom. So, yes. So from now, we're pretty much just like say it's it, you are in an Indiana Jones film from like the boulders fallen, um, rem- very reminiscent of basically uh, Raiders of the Last Ark, mm-hmm. um, and they find the candles, which is dynamite, and then again you you find the key. Uh, to one eye Willie's uh, thing, and you find out that Chester Copperpot was there, and he yes. died, and Did that you is. See the- him? Yep, and that is the first element where the Goonies start to doubt themselves that they couldn't do this. Because mm-hmm. like, they've, they, but then they realise that if even if they take one step further than where they are right now, mm-hmm. they've they've gotten further than what he ever did. And he and knew it, what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, that's the turning point in the film where they start to really, oh, 
we might actually we might actually survive this. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the whole thing with the pipes, where the pipes have been inlaid through. Um, like, oh, the, that the is such cost- a good scene. <laughs> but where they kind of like. Uh, skip by it and mess it up a bit and you see like above when the pipes are like i don't know why he keeps hold of the thing and starts going the one because you've got to press it you have in order to get water you have to press it so he's like still got his finger you would just let go you would let go but he really does have his finger on it and he's going up and down with it but yes you would a normal person would just let go (laughs) but to see troy yes that was that's beautiful on the toilet andy no, that's the wrong bit. That was a. Uh, anybody, no, that's, the, that's in the water. That's in the well, isn't no, it? That was the well when he shouts, "Daddy!" And the, when he that's it. Yes. <laughs> and when they're in the shower, all the things kind of explode around, like around them as well. Um, and again, like I said, like not big lines in the movie, but ones that kind of like resonate or stayed with us is when, like, they move the rocks and stuff when uh, Steph goes and that that. God put that rock there for a purpose, for a re- and I yeah. don't know if you should be moving it. Mm-hmm. And, and then they move it, and all the bats come out. And then when they're going up, it's basically Chunk getting interrogated after he's yes. been caught by the fraternities. Because I know we've jumped a bit where the car comes and he's trying to tell them about these bad guys, real mean son of a bitches. And then and he, he starts singing Italian that is so creepy like there's no reason for it but it's just the way the light goes on you see his face and again probably is not the most polite thing to say but he like with him having the pop marks and stuff it was so scarred up and the way the light hit it his face is incredibly textured so it is it's terrifying to look at. Yes. <laughs> the same Jake, uh, not Jake, uh, Chum's face <laughs> uh, in absolute terror um, to look at it and just to realise that he was in trouble. And then you've got his other brother, Francis, coming from behind, trying to put Chunk in the car. And then... And he's <laughs> still singing. <laughs> Mamma mia! That type thing. But, uh, and Ch- <laughs> and Chunk's like, like sitting up going... <gasps> <laughs> fighting it off but, uh, such um, a great physical act like comedy actor like mm-hmm. it, it's a shame he didn't go on and do more because his his physical comedy in that film was just top notch the interrogation scene when he's telling them he doesn't know what he's actually confessing <laughs> to so he's just confessing to everything and the the sick bit yeah it's good i felt so bad i vomited then everyone else vomited and all the year was oh. <laughs> so bad it was a very stand by me moment that it's one so brilliant though the fact that the the innocence of him he has no idea what he's actually having to confess to so he just thinks all right then we'll go through the list of every <laughs> bad thing that i've done <laughs> but then you get terrified terrified as well because they're going to blend his hand yeah that's right that's another uh, thing itv wouldn't show you <laughs> yes no no they cut that bit up but like i say when they pull it towards and he's going no no then the bats come through and expose because uh, it was uh, the line that she used pure eyes and that's when the bats zoomed out and uh, everything start kicking off and you've got mm-hmm. francis saying hide your hair and he takes his wig off and puts it in his pocket yeah uh, you don't see any of that on the itv <laughs> one <laughs> but uh like i say that's leading up to like the fountain and the famous mm-hmm. speech, because we've got two big memorable moments in that in the fountain. Yeah. Uh, the one with mouth, uh, which is heartbreaking about because uh, Steph's telling them not to take the people's wishes. So that just before we get into the sentimental part, the funniest 
quote that me and Michaela still do today is from that scene. Mm-hmm. And it starts with um, Martin Sheen. Right. Martin ah, Sheen? Yes. <laughs> it's President Kennedy, you idiot! <laughs> well, he played a president once. <laughs> Same difference! <laughs> me and Michaela just quote... But it has to start. If anyone says Martin Sheen, that's where it starts from. It is... So great. And the fact that it came from Malcolm's death as well. Like that was kind of of like the building of that little relationship there as well. That wasn't for me, I never felt that was romantic. That Mm. was brother and sister. Mm. I never saw a romance between them two. One, that she's far too old for him, and two, he's far too short for her. And (laughs) it was shortest now. (laughs) (laughs) I just I just felt brother and sister. She was protective of him. She knew, and especially on the back of that scene that you were gonna go into with the Mm -hmm. the wishes. Yeah. That's where the, the she needs to she feels that she needs to protect him. He needs protecting. It's all a facade, it's all fake. It's mm-hmm. just to hide his true emotions. Yeah. And then you get like, as you said, the speech when he says, This is my wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Mm-hmm. It it just makes you think what, what was his wish? He's he's so vulnerable in mm-hmm. that moment. That's that's when the, the change of Steph, because Steph gives him a hard time. Yeah. Like a sister would. Mm-hmm. And then it, it flips yeah. and she's nothing but protective of him because mm-hmm. she realizes it, it's just a facade. He's not really this person that he makes out to be. He, he To her, it's like, oh shit, he has feelings. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that, that he could have feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's where, the, that, this is why I never get a romantic feeling from them too. Ah. But I would always love to know what his wish was, though. Probably to be. I don't know. To be, to be a bit taller, be a baller. But we're rather than that. I wish I was fast enough to remember the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> but no, you, you, it's that's it. Though you, you don't need to know. Like yeah. it's it's not, It was his. It, that was his wish, and, mm-hmm. it, and you'll never know if it was. You know, you don't know what Mouth's life is like outside of his friends. Yeah, because no. it, his comedy comes from somewhere. Everyone's mm-hmm. comedy comes from somewhere. Yeah. And that's when they got have the choice to escape through Troy's bucket as well. Um, and I think I, I, I wasn't the only one. I was screaming at them not to get on that bucket. No. Um, with, Best like decision say, they ever made. Yeah. And it, like I say, it's, it's the speech that you get from Mikey as well. Now, again, I'll, I'll try and re- reenact this one because it is one of my favourite ones. Um, when he's looking away and he's gets because uh, he's like, he's like so I'm sure it's his, it's one of the ones where it says Goonies, says, Goonies never say die, and she goes, uh, and he goes, I'm not yeah. a Goonie, and he goes, Chester Copperpot, Chester Copperpot, he didn't make it this far. He says, Don't you realize next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, it'll be at some other school. Our parents, they want the best stuff for us, but right now you got to do what's be- right for them because it's their time their time up there down here it's our time it's our time down here that's all over the second you, tr- you ride up Troy's bucket and I, I see I, I, I know like I say it's corny it, it hits all the right marks but it hits home like he's right this was their only chance mm-hmm. and from what they're saying as well um you can't go back you can't like I said not go the full journey mm-hmm. You can't, you can't not see it through now. You've getting this far. You've getting further than a guy who knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. 
and you're past that point and you're still alive. And mm. to go back is not just admitting defeat to yourself. It's just mm. you, you give up on you, you've given up on something that not 10 minutes ago you were all for. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was after if it's after this bit or before is when they use the, the skull key. And mouth and, and mouse twisting it, not mouth, uh, Mikey's twisting it, and the, the flo- he gets floor, his he gets his hand stuck, and like the bowling ball goes round, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But it's like open up a door, but it's the one where data falls. Yes, and, and he uses the the teeth, the teeth, and he kind of saves himself and bounces away from like the like the the spikes at the bottom which again he must have some some industrial in strength springs and stuff like that to be able to do it oh uh, yeah the, the majority of the stunts in this are absolutely impossible but the 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 great scene just to go back to the the well after maggie's done that speech and she sends her jacket up to troy yeah. is just like oh you have that troy <laughs> andy you goodie yes she is 100 percent. she's in it from that moment on yeah, and this is where you see a change in andy as well yeah and she comes a bit more braver and stuff like that as well yeah, and she's not relying on bran to to protect mm-hmm. her because she realizes after that speech that she's not not just them but she's getting this far yeah and then i said that then after that it's the uncomfortable bit where it's the kiss is it <sighs> <laughs> Does Brand have braces? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you fancy someone, you know he's got bloody braces as well. And he's oh, bloody <laughs> tiny! <laughs> I think he was sitting there standing in some kind of hole. Let's get kissing next, with your eyes open next time. It's a whole different picture. Love Steph. Love the fact that she just lets it happen as well. So, like, our friend's just going to totally embarrass herself. <laughs> it's the realisation when, when she kisses him later and she's going, wet your braces? And Brand's like, what? <laughs> Mikey's got braces. Yeah, <laughs> little... <laughs> but then, uh, like I say, after that, you get the whole uh, slick shoes situation. Where, again, love that sound. When um, having to play their bones. And again, that is terrifying. And you find the notes on the back. And like I say, having to play the piano to get the down. And, like, it's the the, tremble. You can see the tremble in her hands. Mm. Like that's how scared she is. Like she knows it's really important. And me being the music nerd that I am, mm. I remember watching this as a teenager going, I could read that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> what was it? Uh, B flat. Uh, if you if you're wrong, we'll all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all be B flat or something like that. <laughs> it's like that type of humor. But every time like she hit a bum note. You, you saw the smoke come out and a bit more of the floor disappear. Um, it was probably video game style, wasn't it? Yes. Like it, yeah. it, it really felt like video game, like, mm-hmm. oh, if you mess up, this is it. Like, no more lives. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start from the beginning. <laughs> but then, like, as you said, when they're going over that, like, the bit of uh, wood, um, and as Data does the slick shoes to try and stop the Fratellis from getting next, then you get the famous... Um, boxing glove scene where he punches one of them and you think yeah, yeah he's done them. yeah because at this point the Vitellis are on their tail aren't they they've, they've kind of they've managed to skip past they've followed them from the drain and managed to mm. skip past all of the booby traps booby that, that everyone that they've had to face so they're just getting an easy ride up to this point <laughs> certainly like I say famously like I say, there's data with the, with the boxing glove there as well 
somewhere. And also, while this is going on, you've got that lovely friendship between Sloth and Chunk development. Yes. No, I forgot all about, like, say, mentioning that. Roof, baby. Baby, baby Roof. Ruth. It's half the reason when we went into Sainsbury's once, you remember when they started stopping American sweets? Mm-hmm. And I saw Baby Roof. And he was like, I have, to, I have to have one because obviously the Goonies, he absolutely hated it. It was disgusting. <laughs> uh, it, it was one of them chocolate bars I wanted from a kid. And as you said, when you got it, it was a very, very disappointing taste. We, do, I'm sorry, Americans, but the English do chocolate better. Our Dairy Milk, our Galaxy is a lot nicer. You, your chocolate is so bitter. Mm-hmm. There's something bitter about it. And it's just it, not my taste buds. Definitely. Sorry, because no, <laughs> they don't use milk in it as well because they use vegetable oil. I think. Uh, oh, really? Is that what it is? Because mm-hmm. we're because uh... we they use vegetable oil or something for their chocolate, so it's um, that's why Hershey's tastes quite a bit different to us. Bitter, it's so bitter. That probably yeah. is why the milk's not there to, to balance it out. Anyways, so Sloth and Chunk are developing this beautiful friendship downstairs, where two people who would be deemed societally as outcasts it would be the us version of <laughs> yeah and then kind of the, the realize they have common ground and and the fact that sloth's not uh, sorry chunk's not scared of him yeah that is so beautiful that he takes one look at him and when he sees him properly because mm-hmm. all he's seeing is shadow yeah and shadows are scary mm-hmm. and when he sees him his actual face he doesn't flinch no, but I, I love it when you like see you see stuff for the first time and his little ears moving and stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. It is so cute. Um, but yeah, they just have the, the start this beautiful friendship. Um, that that's only you only see that briefly. You see it later on mm. when we get to the ship and they finally yes. the mm-hmm. the breakout happens. Um, but yeah. But just to talk about like the, the few seconds before the meet, the see the ship, that water slide. I must be. Oh my god! Please tell me I'm not the only one that always wanted to do that as a kid. That, yeah, that was so jealous of that. That water slide because it looked opened out. I get really bad anxiety over water slides. I do not like them at all. It's just I'm not claustrophobic, but I don't like the enclosed space. It's just <laughs> I do not like the idea of it. I have been to so many theme water theme parks in America and never once be on a slide but that looks so much fun mm-hmm. i can see i was jealous because you could tell it was a slide as well because it was no bumpy bits it was very smooth as, and as, it, as they as went as, like that yes <laughs> but like i said when they were going down it looked amazing and when they hit the water and again i think i've told the story as well was uh, the cast have said when they first saw the actual ship the ship they did create actually because if they did it now it would be a CGI ship, mm-hmm. but they actually built it. So when the uh, first cast, all the kids got off the water slide and fell in the water, that was the first time they saw the ship and they filmed it first one take. Right. So that reactions is their genuine reactions. That is absolutely awesome. I like jumping because we used to go to a lot of um, places as a as kids um, where there was natural water to mm-hmm. swim in and we would always try and find the highest point the deepest water and jump from the top of it that didn't bother us i had no fear in that we created swings so we could jump off into the deepest part of the water there's a place in northumberland called planky mill and it has the 
the best natural swimming water, but the highest rocks that you can naturally climb on. And it is fantastic. And I always love jumping from high points <laughs> into water. So that scene really does. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I want to do that so badly. I will endure that slide in order to do that jump. Certainly. And, and then we had the most famous scene that was never in the Goonies that everyone always talks about, uh, the octopus scene. Wow. OK, I wanted to ask you about this because I have heard about it, but I don't know about it. Mm-hmm. A giant octopus tried to attack them uh, before they got on the ship. So from them coming off the slide and seeing the ship, there was a giant mm-hmm. octopus. But I think they cut it out because they thought it, was, it got too fantastical and a bit more, a bit too silly. Because if you see the clip, it is a proper fake octopus. It, it looks shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was one of the like ones that everyone always talked about. Like because because it, it does get mentioned in the film, like at the end. Um, because when they're talking to the news reporters when they get on the beach and they're giving like a, a story of everything. Because everyone like as I said, with Chunk being the ultimate in. Uh, shall we say Jack and Ori with some of the stories he used to oh, tell oh right is that what Chunk's saying at the end he's saying uh, the pirate ship and he was saying we got attacked by an octopus you just thought oh was he embellishing it but oh, no, right. there, was a, there was an octopus in, in the water that attacked them but it, uh, you kind of get away with it because Chunk is a bit of a he's telling the story about Ma- Michael yeah. Jackson and uh, this <laughs> is but he says oh but it wasn't Michael Jackson but it was sister did which was it was it Latoya was it Janet exactly <laughs> Um, but no, the I've, I'm quite glad they took that out because then that gets into the the mystical side, and we didn't need that. It was already a, a swashbuckling adventure. It didn't mm-hmm. need that extra element in it. Yeah. So well, I'm glad they took it out. Mm-hmm. No, it, it it adds a bit to the mystery as well. But um, as I said, when you when you get out of the water and on the ship, like. Everything that's made there is is mm-hmm. practically done, and it's done in a way that, like, to be honest, most of these films was done amazingly well. Can I just Ooh. take a, a, a second? Can mm-hmm. you just talk to the chat just a second? My Hello Fresh is literally being delivered, and they've left it outside, <laughs> and I don't I don't want people nicking me weeks' food. So if you could just talk to the chat just a minute, I'll be back. Okay. No problem. That's fine. Uh, so is anyone still in the chat there? Like, see, I know Laura said hello earlier. Jake, you were messaging before. Have you got any questions you want to ask us about the Goonies or anything that you want to know about Like before we start getting to the end part of, of the Goonies? I don't know if you guys have have any love or is any, what was your, shall we say, a favourite element of the Goonies? If anyone is there. I don't think anyone's watching at the moment that want to chat. <laughs> we, uh, um, just to reiterate, like, say, as aspects of the, the Goonies like elements to it um like I said with this I do believe it was it wasn't too much wasted energy when it comes through the film everything was used and used well um like I said especially with the cast I'm back. But yes she's back she's back again. sorry they, they did they left it in the hallway I just they normally leave it outside on the front step mm-hmm. so anyone can walk past and nick me food Oh dear. Well, Jake's just asking the chat, mm-hmm. what's your favourite Goonies ripoff? Like a similar type of thing. Um, um, probably not similar, but pirate related. Uh, Cutthroat Ireland with Jaina Davis. Right. And Goonies Fail. Um, Goonies Fail for me is anything with Stephen King and children. <laughs> 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 I, I get the, the same vibes from it. For, yes. uh, um, but Stephen King liked to have four kids as opposed mm. to a group of. 
Um, oh gosh. Stand by me. It jumps yeah. out. Um, the uh, first even, part of the Dreamcatcher. Yeah, even the first part of it. The first yeah. it, it part one. Yeah. Uh, that has a very Goonies uh, vibe to it. Um, Breakfast Club. Again, different type of adventure, but like I say, it's about friendships being formed and, and that it's about, Yeah, it's about identities being established mm-hmm. as well. Because, and I think you, 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 you get, especially with like Andy, Andy goes through that, that transformation transformation because she's known as this ditzy cheerleader and by the end of it she's no longer that person anymore her true identity is being found and you find that in the breakfast club as well like these people have no idea who they are mm-hmm. until they find a group of people who again have no idea who they are <laughs> um probably the big one um just because probably the actors in it uh, the lost boys yeah but having that whole thing, as I said, finding your identity, Michael becoming, like I say, not just a, like part vampire, but I like, grown as a as a bit of because he was a bit of a, a teenage. Um, I, I always thought that David um, Keith Sutherland's character is the same one from Stand by Me. Possibly, he looks the same. Yeah, it's just that he has the same attitude as well. <laughs> like I just thought. He, he got turned into a vampire later on down the line and that's why he got David. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. And again, it's it's one of them things where you're just waiting for someone to join so you cheap dime, dime store hood. Yeah. Um, Jake's just mentioned uh, Gravity Falls is a good Goonies. I've never seen Gravity Falls. No, so, I've never um, I've never heard of it. Sorry, Jake. You, you are talking to the wrong person when it comes to uh, to films. <laughs> oh, Gravity, Gravity Falls is a cartoon, I believe. It's on. Oh, is it? But um, it, it's, I think it's more about like camping and stuff like that. But again, I could be wrong. Um, I might delve into that now. I you, just think you, anything you, with young children, not young children, that sounds terrible, oh. but anything with young adults <laughs> um, in an adventure-like state is always going to have. That's why like Stranger Things works so well. It just has the nostalgia effect of what we loved about the 80s. Mm-hmm. We love the fact that these people had like proper bona fide friendships. Yes, and Donna's pointing out that she liked him more in Lost Boys, but that's because you probably fancied him, Donna, because you, you were. Oh, Donna, who, Donna, who didn't like? He's, <laughs> he's just the man's beautiful. He just he ages so well. Um, I get it, totally so, get it. Where, which part were up and doing the film? Now they're on the ship. On the ship now. So the only thing that did kind of confuse us a little bit uh, on the ship is why they all get really angry at Mikey about not finding the treasure. Like, see, he got them this far. He'd proven his ship was there. And they were getting really, like, like arsy with him, saying, where's the treasure, Mikey? Where's the rich stuff? So yeah, you're there. Uh, but yeah, like, at this point, you're there on your own accord. You had the opportunity to leave on that bucket. You then have no right to have a go at Mikey because something didn't quite pan out. You are just as responsible as what he is. Mm. And then... We got the famous scene of them breaking up the hatch to one eye Willie's, uh, like I said, closed off room, and you find the treasure. And that's when we're introduced to the man himself, one eye Willie. And mm. in a quite a horrifying aspect, when I don't know about anyone else, but anyone else flinch when he moved the patch back? Yes. And you see that, like, the, the, the socket not there. Yeah. So, yeah, because that, that, that's a true, true, true thing that happens. <laughs> You have no eyes when you go. <laughs> yes. No, no, but like I say, it's not like because when he's when you move the patch, there's no hole. It's just skull. Oh, that's right, because it's closed up, isn't it? Yeah. He, he so, lost his eyes, so it wouldn't have been there in the first place. Uh, yeah, that's right. 
So it kind of yes. throw, throws a little because you expect like when moved the patch, you're just going to see a hole, but not like say it was like just like spawn, and it was yeah. kind of like yeah, really really quite intense in a way, and the whole speech about um, like I say one eye Willie being the first goonie and stuff like that was quite po- like poignant and meant a lot. And Sean Aston, who again, I don't think he, I know he got a bit of credit when he did. Lord of the Rings, but I don't think he gets his credit, as much credit as he's due for his acting, especially in this, because that whole like speech and when he's walking around, um, like I said, introducing the Goonies was just like I say, mesmerising. And then you've got like I say, Brandon um, coming up and just he's saying, "Oh, how long you were there? Long enough." What a perfect response as well from Josh Broden. Like it, mm-hmm. it just it had the and. Enough there to know, like, say how much it meant to them. Yeah, that was. Yeah, this was more than just the money for for Mikey. Mm-hmm. This it was. Is... Oh, go on. No, no, it, it proved him right. It proved mm-hmm. that, like, say that he could do it, and he did yeah. do it. And then, like, say to leave, uh, like, like, say the. Oh, I, I know they always do leave a little bit, like say, uh, foreshadowing. So, shall we say, yeah, um, leave that for Willie. That's Willie stuff. It's like, oh yeah, that's another booby trap waiting to happen. And then you get so so angry and feels emotionally like pissed off that uh, the Fratellis are there on the ship and that they're going to stop them from basically saving the parents. Yeah, and you think it's just been. Sorry, it's just being pointed out in the chat by Alex underscore team seven. Uh, the moment Mikey was with One-Eyed Willie is such a memorable and powerful moment. And it mm-hmm. really is. That that moment right there is, it's just true to Mikey's character. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I, lo- I love that scene. But I think after talking about it, it's probably one of the best scenes in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You can, see, you can feel the emotion in there. Mm-hmm. And that- I said, imagine the relief he must be going through yes. as well, that he's saving his family, he's saving his home. Not yeah. just his, all his friends as well. Yeah. Something he, that he, he went he, on he a yeah, he went on a hunch and he's mm-hmm. kind of like say as a goonie, he's did that. Yeah, and- he did that, like he achieved that. He's probably been told so many times for being a dreamer that mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't you shouldn't reach this far. And he did. Mm-hmm. And he and he got it. Like that is that really is such a when you when you really look into like the character of Mikey and how he is that is such a powerful scene the writing in that scene and the dialogue all of Mikey's dialogue is absolutely fantastic and Sean Astin delivers it perfectly but that scene alone is probably the the best part of the film mm-hmm. I, I really do I love that moment and then it's all taken away as soon as the Fratellis get on the ship and but even then but even then it doesn't matter. Because he did it. But the comedy gold comes afterwards, after yes. then as well. When, like, say, they go hard with the jokes, like having mouth, um, like putting all the jewels and everything in his mouth. And, <laughs> yeah. they, and they're pulling out everything. And then just like more and more things are coming out. And she's just like, oh my God. And like when you're pulling that pearl necklace out of his mouth, you can hear it. You can hear it hitting off his teeth as it's coming out. He's like trying to grip it. <laughs> I'm rich oh, thinking about it as well. Me too. <laughs> like all the stuff because it must be hitting the back of his throat as well. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you you just hear him like saying, mm, and he's get spitting out more and stuff like that. So again, it's just hilarity. And then having like Steph and Andy like 
saying, oh, that looks beautiful on you and stuff like that. They're doing the girly thing of let's get all the tiaras and the jewels and still never would be me. I still would never. (laughs) Tiara, maybe. But then, um, like I say, you get the whole, like, uh, when when Andy punches, uh, like I say, calls, no, it doesn't punch her, calls her an old witch. So it's going to, oh, I'm an old witch, am I? I'm going to make you walk the plank. And then, uh, like I say, Bran does the hero thing and dives in after the saver. But then you get the true hero coming down to save the world, which is... No one's in my house, so no one can tell us off for me loud. Super Chunk. So, no, Super Sloth and Chunk to save the deer. Captain Chunk and Super Sloth, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. He tells you that as he's coming down. Because it does the whole pirate thing, what he's saying on Teddy the early, like flying down the seal. I love that callback by the way i really love that callback to the fact that he, he saw it it's errol flynn isn't yes, it yes. and he 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 called called back that moment and i love that i love that aspect of it that he would retain that and that's his superhero moment yes <laughs> and then the, and then all the goonies do what they do is to follow like each other jumping in the water and maggie's looking back reminiscing saying um that's our future. And he's going, to look, look, if we don't leave, we've got no future. Yeah. And, and this then is the, life or death now. Like, yeah. We and need that, to go. And that's when Bran becomes the big brother mm-hmm. and starts taking charge, which, again, he didn't do too much through the film. Which is such a good part for Bran because it's like he, he's not scared of someone else taking leadership. Like, yes, he was the biggest out of them, but mm-hmm. he was man enough to allow his brother or he was a brother enough to allow his brother to take charge. And for once, like, not... Take the back seat. Yeah, I had to take a back seat to what was actually going on. But when it's life and death, mm-hmm. then he takes charge. Then he's big brother. And yeah. he has to get him out. Like, it's, yeah, it's so beautiful. And then, then Dana tries to kill them all by lighting dynamite. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, like I say, such a data thing to do because, like I said, as he said, he collected uh, the candles for later. Well, what uh, the candles? <laughs> and then, like, as I said, Sloth does the whole, like I say, memorable thing by lifting the rock up so they can get get out, but he won't leave his family. And again, I think mm-hmm. that's beautifully well done. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you, you don't quite expect it. No, you uh, don't, because you think you think in your head that these people don't like him because of the way he looks, and I don't think that's the case at all. Mm-hmm. I think he's just he's probably incredibly angry, and mm-hmm. his anger is just it's over it's overtaken his personality, and they've they've been they may have been slightly scared of him, which is why they had him chained up, et cetera, et cetera. But in that moment when he just when he decides to get them out, like. Mm-hmm. And it's like Slough loves Chunk. And mm-hmm. like I say, you see that little moment there when they're pulling through and Chunk doesn't want to leave him and he's getting dragged out through the tunnel. Again, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then it you really see- is. Yeah, and then you get them on the beach, and I don't know why the whole family's on the beach. But <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation as to why the family's there, why the town folks there, why the news reporters are there. Like, who told them to be there at that time? No, but as an adult, that's what I'm thinking. As a child, I couldn't give a crap. Yeah, you were just happy that there was found and like the news safe. reporters were there and like I said, the police were all there. But then 
as you, as you said, the kids came out with, like, say, the tunnel, like, say, ran towards them, which, again, if that tunnel was always there, why hadn't the pirate ship already been found? But, again, we're mm-hmm. just talking a bit of nonsense. Uh, Jake's just asked as well, which is a good point, is there any, like, yeah. comics or anything? I don't believe so. I, I, I've never seen any Goonies, like, books. No, or... no, neither have I. I've never seen any literature. I'm just going to Google it now while we talk about it. But I've never seen any literature. Because usually this would be up the street kind of, of dark, like Dark Horse or something yeah. like that. They would pick up on this. But hang on. Well, maybe that, that could be a way forward as well. Like, if, the, if as we said before, we don't want, like, a remake or a sequel. But mm. if they did a story, like, in a comic or even in... Like say a book form as well, like yeah, the stories of the Goonies. That would be quite interesting. There's an illustri- illustrated story book. There's the book of the Goonies by Steven Spielberg, which looks to be from the eighties. But there's no comic reference. Um, there's a lot of board games, but there's no. I don't see. Oh, hang on, Dark Horse. Told you, Dark right. Horse did one. <laughs> I knew it's it's right up. If, if anyone was going to do the story of the Goonies, it would have been Dark Horse. Mm. And they did. Definitely. <laughs> but someone just pointed in the chat as well that, uh, like, say, the department reported the missing kids, so they were possibly looking, like, say, reporters well, come. But, right, well, well that's fair enough. I, I get the fact that everyone's together. The kids have been missing for a long period of time. Why the beach? Yeah. How did they know they were coming out at that moment? Yeah. That's what I don't get. Like, I don't care, but I don't get <laughs> at the same time. But it's it's moving magic, like you say. It's anything- it is. It's one of those things where you don't need to know. <laughs> like, say, a 100-year-old ship just suddenly, like, say, from the booby traps decides to sail out and wouldn't sink instantly <laughs> as soon yeah. as it got out of the rocks. But, so be- uh, before the film ends, we finally get to see the her- the fact that all of this was not for nothing. Hmm. When Rosalita... Pulls out, pulls out the marbles and finds the jewels. No peppermint, no sign. <laughs> no sign. <laughs> <laughs> and we realise that the town folk are saved. Yes. And then the Fratellis come out and uh, Slough assaults a police officer, but the kids decide by putting a pizza box in front of them that they shouldn't be arrested. Shield them! <laughs> Shield them! Shielded um, with a pizza, but uh, that's how I would like to go be shielded by a pizza. Uh, yeah. And the fact that slots like they get chunks like you're coming home with me now. Yeah, you're gonna live with me because I love you. Oh. <laughs> and so then, beautiful. Then Andy gives uh, Mikey the, the uncomfortable conversations in. Hey kid, if you keep kissing girls like that, you're gonna make someone very happy one day. <laughs> 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 Poor Mikey, it's his uh, mum's face. <laughs> his yeah. mum looks mortified. Uh, <coughs> and then, uh, was it? Um, he throws away his inhaler and someone else needs it now. It's like, okay, so an adventure can cure asthma. Great. <laughs> Let me get on this one then. Let's go. <laughs> yes. so, um, so that is yeah. basically a play by play of like the Goonies. Of the Wasn't Goonies. that such a good way of doing it though? Because it kind of like you, you, you're not jumping in, you're not going backwards and forwards over. Mm-hmm. Like the film, you, you talk, yeah, exactly. You just talk on it in a straight line. Um, and I love the fact it, it helped me break it down a bit better because I knew where we were at in that moment. <laughs> so you can go back and like reminisce and think, I, I'm, I'm in this now, yeah, stuff like. exactly. Uh huh. I loved how we did that, that was really fun. And I love the interaction that we're having in the chat at the moment. 
Right, I was good. I didn't expect many people to be in the chat, to be honest, with the being during the day. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for joining us. I like that. Doesn't ask his parents permission. Sloth's just living <laughs> with him now. Absolutely. Like, who's going to argue the fact that Sloth's come to live with him? <laughs> Probably just does the truffle shuffle in front of them and they're just mesmerised. I think Chunk's the kind of person who did get his way a lot. He looked yes. like a very small oh, child. Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> That's why you think they're probably hung about my first because he used to get all the cool things and yeah, stuff like that. He, One of these kids. Essentially, he is the cool kid of the group. Mm-hmm. Like, because he got all the stuff. <laughs> Definitely. But... Better... Oh, Jake, man. <laughs> <laughs> better than Sloth going into a home. It's true, Jake. It's true. Yes, very good point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm going to do this because I'm going to do this on all of them. So, out of five, what would you rate this film? Five. See, this will be a 10 for me. It's not even in oh, a five. <laughs> no, you said out of five. You cheated. No, it's, be- it's better than a five. However, yeah. po- however many points I can give, I will give the all of them because this film is just sheer perfectness. It's reminiscent of childhood. It's friendship. It's adventure. It's the scenery is beautiful. Like not even just like talking about the story itself. The the scenery, the how it's shot is beautiful. The the sets that are used, the costumes that are worn. It is just it's eighties personified that will continue on throughout generations definitely and it's one of them things as you said that's the key point generations Mm -hmm. this is a movie that will be passed down from parent to kid kid to grandson uh all that it'll go to my nephews like it's Mm. it is it's a a film that needs to be it will be passed on Mm -hmm. but it's one of them things that you always have to like you would always remember like the experience of watching the Goonies with someone mm-hmm. that's never watched it before. I know there's a few adults I've I've talked to that said they've watched it for a first time when they've grown up and it's not really had the same impact as well. But I don't think they kind of got it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And got the elements to it or so got the reasons why it means means that much to us mm-hmm. as well. Um it's uh, as you said, it's it's a happy film. It is a happy it, film. Nothing sad about this one. Yeah, there's certain films that you can go back to and you'll always like reminisce, like Back to the Future, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Them, them are like the, the key classics that you can pass on to your kids and, and move on. And I'm forever, like, as anyone, like say, would be happy, I can talk about the Goonies with anyone and why I like the Goonies. But I, I love watching people experience it for the first mm-hmm. time as well and their experiences and how it, can make friends or anything yeah. like that but well, it uh, started a whole friggin group didn't it <laughs> definitely. definitely no that's the thing it started a movement the goonie cult that's what we're going to be called like later in the down the line the goonie that's, cult. that's what you want to be called <laughs> yes. the goonie cult i like that one so if we are done we should be saying our thank yous yes so th- thank you richard donna thank you stephen smith <laughs> <laughs> I meant our thank yous to our new members who've subscribed to the YouTube channel over the last week or so. Not just our new members, but our old ones as well. Thank you for sticking with us. And thank you to all the new people who subscribed and show your support, even if it's just by pressing that button. Like, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for following me. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> it's sinister but yes um, <laughs> um, as, as, as we always say we, we've, we've always like overwhelmed when people do watch us we don't mm-hmm. think we are entertaining in any way we just like have a laugh and talk about these type of things yeah we, we do this for us by the way this is not for you <laughs> we do this for us <laughs> hence the reason say- why we're talking about the goonies, goonies. today <laughs> um, 
but as I said, we've got a lot of things going on now, so it's it is getting exciting. Like mm-hmm. uh, Sunday's episode, it's books to movies, and then like I say, we've got other things, but we are going to try and fit like the odd special episode in when we can. I know, like I said, planning this and stuff, it does take time. So it, it's always nice when we can break down or get an extra hour or two yeah, to, to do it. I love the Sunday shows because it's all of us, it's family. But I also love these little moments where it's just me and Paul. And it just like, I don't know, it, it's almost like a reignition of, <laughs> of passion. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, like a reignition of passion. Like I love doing hostful episodes. It's been a really, I can't even remember the last time we did this. I really can't. I want to say Jurassic Park. And it's only because someone mentioned it the other day in the chat. Yeah. He's talking about the Jurassic Park episode, and I, I generally think that might have been the last one we did together. I can't remember. Yeah, we'll start and pissed each other off enough there. Sorry, I think I only swore four times during that, so I think I've done well. I don't, I don't <laughs> even think it was that long. I think it was only twice. Mm. I think I did more than you. I'm very impressed. Daytime <laughs> podcast suits you. <laughs> Child-friendly, yes. Child-friendly. Uh, but yeah, um, so this, 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 this Sunday is, what do you say, books to film? Um... Mm-hmm. We've got the Twitch channel, which um, tomorrow is going to be a good night. Mm, might, so if, if we can all arrange it, we'll be doing to- ghost hunting again and see, seeing Jake run away and leaving us again. <laughs> that, that's always fun. So, yes, we also have the Twitch channel. We've got Charlotte's Book Club, um, which is Charlotte doing the same theme as the episode of the podcast? I can't remember this time. Like, say, I'll, I'll have a word with like Charlotte. I know she's probably out and having fun, like having normal life at the moment. Um, and like I say, we'll see what that is. Yeah, um, see what that theme is. Um, there's a Facebook group. Yes, kind of. It's it, it's it's only a small one, so don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> just over five. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so modest. So humble, <laughs> so modest. Um, yeah, there's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, which is run by the lovely Laura, which Paul hates because he doesn't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm old. What can I say? But yes, um, I know we are going to try and fit in the Exorcist episode in soon. Um, I know other people, like say, have talked about doing certain films or TV shows. I know it'll be quite interesting. We've got till the 1st of July now to wait till Stranger Things finish and then we'll be blasting through an episode on that. Uh, I think Laura and Amanda said they will be interested in doing a Friends episode. So that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Singing I'll Be There For You. Um, And and finally getting Amanda to break her podcast cherry as well. Yes. Get the troll on here. (laughs) Only her words today, mind. That were her words. I love the girl dearly. The vampire as well. But yes, uh, I'll probably have Starfleet's own Goodwill of Return at some point as well. And I think uh, Martin's coming back soon to do a go- uh, not Goonies, uh, he's not getting that. Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Yes. So we're going to know all the little monsters. But yes, uh, same bat time, same bat channel, guys. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.